The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before give? a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. My name is Benjamin Shapiro, and I'm the executive producer of this podcast. And today, we've got a special technical SEO episode for you, which is going to be hosted by Jeff Atkinson, who's the founder and CEO of Huckabye. Huckabye is a technical SEO platform that automates the process of improving search results to drive more organic traffic and make your website faster. And Jeff is a brilliant SEO, and I'm thrilled to invite him to take the mic and share his technical knowledge with you. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, here is a technical SEO episode of the Voices of Search podcast, guest hosted by Jeff Atkinson, the CEO and founder of Huckabye. Hello, SEOs. My name is Jeff Atkinson. I'm the founder and CEO of Huckabye.com, and I'm guest hosting for Ben Shapiro today. This week, we're discussing the organic content marketing mistakes every business is making. Joining me is Brenton Thomas, who is the founder at Twibby, which is a digital marketing agency that specializes at helping clients use SEO, PPC, and social media to drive brand awareness, engagement, and revenue. So far this week, Brenton and I have talked about the Google Analytics 4 migration, a step-by-step guide, long versus short-term digital marketing strategy. And today we're going to wrap up our conversation by discussing common organic growth mistakes. Okay, here's my conversation with Brenton Thomas, the founder at Twibby. 
Brenton, how are you, my friend? Hey, doing good. Good. Thank you so much for joining me today. Cool topic. One that I think any of us who've been in the SEO space have some stories about, which are, and I'm assuming organic, we're talking SEO, maybe it's some organic social as well, common mistakes. I think it's always important to tell people about mistakes so that they save time, right? And don't go down paths that can just crush their momentum and put a bunch of resources in. You're the CEO and founder of a, of a big agency. You work with lots of clients. You see this all the time, I'm sure. Why don't you tell us about a few common mistakes when it comes to pursuit of organic growth? Yeah, yeah. So um, the first mistake that comes to mind, and this, this is, might be obvious to a lot of SEOs out there, but I've worked with uh, clients in the past and they, they don't do their keyword insertion the right way. And so you can just see like, like, so we'll come in, we'll do a single SEO piece of content. And once it's fully indexed, that single piece of content is essentially like 10 pieces of content where keyword insertion was used incorrectly. I mean, that, that's the basics of SEO, right? And so um, sometimes uh, we have to explain to clients like, there's a reason why we do all this. And we can show you in the data that this single piece of content done the right way was 10 pieces of content. So when you say keyword insertion, are you talking about... Let me just clarify a little bit. So this is like, you have a client, they're working on content, and do they oversaturate keywords in pieces of content? Or are you saying they made one piece of content when instead it could have been five pieces of content and their keyword distribution? Like, just to help, help me clarify this thought. Yeah, so uh, when I say keyword insertion, like you didn't put your target keywords. So you've done your keyword research, you found a gap in the internet where it's low difficulty, but there's a good amount of searches. And then you you have this keyword now, and then you didn't use it somewhere in your H1. You didn't put it in the beginning of your paragraph text. You didn't distribute it four or five times throughout a 2,000-word blog post. So now when Google scans your page, it doesn't know to rank you for that term because you don't really have that term. And, and Google's smart. You know, you can have uh, semantically related terms. But usually we'll, we'll try to get that exact term. Like multiple pages that have semantically related terms we have the exact term. It's pretty simple for Google to understand like, well, who should outrank who, excluding backlinks. That's a whole, diff- whole different world. Yeah, I find as well, I got it. That makes sense. I find as well that, and we could just go back and forth here on common SEO mistakes, but there's a great Napoleon line, which is uh, not that he was the best figure, but he was a good general. <laughs> that time, time spent in reconnaissance is never wasted. And keyword research is a really important thing. To get right, it not only can impact the growth of your business, can actually impact where you go with your business. The overstock examples when I got there, we were like this, you know, electronics, watches, whatever you could like buy off the back of a truck and list online for cheap. And then we moved into the home and garden space, bedding, patio furniture, regular furniture, strictly based on keyword research. Changed the company and who we were, you know, margins and everything else. I'm going to sound old here, but in 2005, not a lot of people were selling furniture online. If you wanted furniture, you had to go into Pottery Barn or whoever, which was just charging an arm and a leg. And we figured out how to build a supply chain and, and get into those areas and, and rank really easily. So I think, yeah, keyword research, kind of on top of your topic, like getting that right and figuring out what do you actually want to rank for and then inserting those keywords 
properly. And, and so what you're writing is super important. I completely agree. I've got one for you. And we might disagree on this one. So we'll see. But my common mistake that I notice all the time with customers of Huckabye is they're creating content in spaces that don't actually convert. So they might have a strategy to just write blogs for the sake of writing blogs. And I always ask them, well, what are you planning on doing with this blog? Like, well, we're going to rank for it. And I'm like, all right, first off, that's really hard to do. Secondly, when someone comes to the site and lands on this blog post, you think they're going to jump from the blog over to the core site and start start converting all of a sudden? We just see companies wasting lots and lots of resources on blog content as their SEO content strategy. I'm a huge fan of writing content on pages that actually convert. So if you're an e-commerce company, that means more reviews on your product page, writing content on your category pages, on your big, you know, important head term pages. For software companies, they have these product pages that are so important, so valuable in converting leads, and they won't change for like six, nine, 10 months longer on end. And there's just no content strategy behind them. Any thoughts on that? I know that we've talked a bit about blogging. So I don't know if you agree with this or disagree with this. But I just find that that companies are when they have content resources, often they are not allocated in the place that will get them the highest return on that investment. Yeah, I um, let's see. So I do agree, uh, like focusing on those uh, conversion pages. So I was a part of uh, this one team for um, uh, it's like a business, um, I'm trying to think of the right word, like professional services company. And so we're doing SEO for his company. And so location modified keywords. So like, like modifying like in front of his term. So it was like, like professional coaching services, right? And then you append San Francisco onto the front of that. And then that's, that's like a, a top level, like business as a non-blog page, but it's like on your actual like main pages of your website. And then appending like a new location. But this is all based on keyword research, right? So keyword research is telling you that San Francisco doesn't have a lot of professional services in this category. And so we actually saw a yep. lot of leads converting off that and not as much from the blog. So I, I do agree. I tend to do um, kind of a mix. So, so I will be in the blog, but then I'll also do like those location pages. We do plan to do like some uh, industry pages, like industries that we serve, all based on keyword research. So I, I kind of do the whole thing. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help. And you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. 
That's awesome. I would say I agree with you completely. And the probably the quickest way to success as a business that has various locations is having location pages, which is always shocking when a company that has locations doesn't have an individual page per location, and then driving Google reviews about that location. If you do those two things, you're most likely going to be successful from an SEO perspective. And if just a lot of companies just aren't doing that, do you see that as well? I do see that, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a big missed opportunity. But it, you know, it, it takes resources, right? Like, I don't think most businesses are opposed to it. It's just someone hasn't told them. And then also who's going to do that on their team. And obviously, that's where an agency would come in and, and say, hey, you know, there's some, some big opportunities here. Tribby can help you out with that, I bet. We sure can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then also one thing to add is um, I also think it's important to note. So like, let's say I'm, I'm a business and I, I uh, don't have like much SEO experience. And I'm, I'm trying to figure out like, where do we start? And like, where are the highest converting keywords? Like, what, where should we start if we want to get leads or even revenue? Usually we'll go into SimRush, uh, great software. And we'll put in a very broad term and it spits out you know, thousands of keywords. And then we'll just filter for difficulty under 20%, at least 200 searches per month. And then that list gets tapered down to maybe 500 keywords. And then within that 500, which are the most relevant and which will drive the, the greatest conversions. And so that'll kind of lead you into like, oh, we need to do location pages first because there's a keyword in here that's, that's really nice and tailored. Or maybe it's the blog or it'll kind of point you in the right direction. I'll give you a little trick that we use as well or did at Overstock and have I have before is take the inverse of created index. So you take the inverse of the difficulty score and then multiply it by the number of searches a month. And then you'll have basically a prioritized list of the highest volume, lowest competition scores index, which is kind of a cool way to do it. Oh, very um, cool. I've done that a bunch. What, yeah. what if the keyword has like 10,000 searches, but, uh, but like real high difficulty? Uh, you could put a setting that just like if you wanted everything to be below 20%. I usually do it like we work with big big enterprise companies. So we don't care about... I just don't ever... If you really want a keyword, you can get it. But it, yeah, obviously, it takes a lot of work. It depends on the size of the business. So if you just think they can't get a keyword to rank that's over 50%, just don't include any... Or sorry, a 50 difficulty score. Just don't include them. But it's you can run it at any threshold. So you can see, you know, it's interesting to see. Run it at 100 and run it at 50 and run it at 20 and let's see what the opportunities look like. Sometimes there's such a big opportunity with a keyword at 45 that you would have missed at 20 that you're like, I think we could actually get that if we really focused on it. And it's you know, 20,000 searches a month or something. Or it shows you that you need to actually build out a product for that keyword or whatever. Call that sort of like demand-driven... Using keyword research to, to find the niches and opportunities and then actually building the business around that demand rather than forcing the product down people's throats. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I like your index idea. We might have to try that out a little bit. <laughs> it's all yours. Totally. I have one. Navigation, top navigation, not matching the demand, the keywords that a company is interested in ranking in. We've actually probably the quickest fixes or largest quick jumps in SEO I've seen is when a company takes their navigation that's just like either calling their products by the name that they came up with them, which has no keyword relevancy at all, and having a section that's like about us and careers and 
And then all of a sudden, their top navigation has drop downs that has specific keywords that they're trying to rank for. E commerce, this is really straightforward and they almost all do it, even if it's accidental, but it's just like categories, subcategories. They're naturally descriptive as is. But you get in any kind of like B2B and they all have the about us, you know, our products, whatever. I've seen companies double their SEO by just introducing a keyword descriptive navigation. I always say like the navigation, the header navigation is is Google's first handshake with a website to understand what this company does or this organization does. And so super important to... And the people just don't think about, well, let's have our pages and the links and the anchor text and the header match what people we want people searching for when they come to our site. So that's always a quick fix and a mistake that's common among our customers in any site that I take a look at. Have you found that as well? Yeah, yeah, I do agree. E-commerce, it, it seems to be pretty straightforward. Yeah, collection pages, product pages, etc. Yeah, B2B, not having like the right pages. Obviously, that's how Google, um, like through links, that's how Google crawls the website and discovers new pages through those uh, internal and external links. And then for our website, we even use breadcrumbs. So there's just a, another means for a great user experience balanced against Google finding pages and, and being able to bounce from page to page. So I, I do agree. Yeah. Yeah. Breadcrumbs are your friend. Well, Brenton, I feel like we've been on quite a journey together today. Three episodes. It's been a pleasure, my friend. Thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. And if anyone's ever looking for uh, digital marketing assistance in the show notes, uh, we have a, a free digital marketing consultation. Um, so we can answer any questions uh, you guys might have. Good guy to have in your corner there at Twibby. Okay. That wraps up this guest hosted episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Special thanks to Brenton Thomas, founder at Twibby, for joining me. If you'd like to get in touch with Brenton, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can contact him on Twitter or visit his website at twibbyagency.com and get your free 30-minute consultation. All right. Thanks to Jeff Atkinson, our technical SEO guest host. If you'd like to get in touch with Jeff, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Jeff Atkinson. That's G-E-O-F-F-A-T-K-I-N-S-O-N. Or you could visit his company's website, which is huckabuy.com. H-U-C-K-A-B-U-Y.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. But that's not the case anymore, thanks to Ahrefs. Because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T.
Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet... And you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data.